Welcome back, PGO Sports fans, to another episode of Post Game Overtime. I'm Will. Joined as always with me is Brandon. We are ready to go for another episode. Look at us being consistent. Look at us yeah. going. You said we've done what? Five episodes in fifteen days? Yeah, it's something like that. Like it's been it's been a lot lately. We've been We've been on the grind, which is good because that now sets us up for when we disappear for a yeah. six months down the road. At least we've got an excuse now because we were consistent for two weeks in uh, November. So for 15 days, we're thinking long term. Hey, we think speaking, of, speaking of the number 15, that is the age of the girl Josh Giddy was support, reportedly dating the NBA player for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Josh Giddy. Dating a 15-year-old, but we will be talking about that later on in the episode. Um, I just wanted to bring that up with the number 15. Yeah, no, little little preview of the clown report, so stick around to to hear about that. Allegedly. and uh, Thank you. Do you know my favorite? I'll just tease one more. Do you know what my favorite headline has been so far? What? He's dating a girl the same age as his three-point percentage. Damn. Damn. That's cold. That's t- that's tough. That's, that's a tough position to be in. It's not a good position. I'll say that much. No, it's not a good position not. to be in. Um, we'll get to that. Coming off, that. we are coming off a devastating Thanksgiving parlay. That one hurt. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. that one hurt the books. That one hurt our egos. Uh, you know, it hurt me everywhere. I haven't been able to get hard since uh, 12 o'clock on Thursday when the lines just got shit pumped by the Green Bay Packers. The Packers and that was the, the one Jordan we were Love. that was the one we were like, maybe do we take the spread? We were thinking, do we take the spread? If we had taken the spread, um, I think we, we would have hit we that parlay. Yeah. We t- and would've. it would have boosted the odds. It would have boosted the odds if we had picked the spread because we picked the lines money line to be yeah. safe that, and we that was the one game we are like we are just back and forth we are so unsure the other ones we are pretty pretty confident on but that one was was the one we are we are stuck on and we suck um we suck we do we're not we're not good at this but you know what you guys don't care you still watch us anyways because you love us um also um worth noting, we had a um NFL record be what was that be set on uh, the Thanksgiving game. So um Dallas Cowboys player Deron Bland became the first player in NFL history to record five pick sixes in a single season and that is only through week 12. Mm. He still has the rest of the season to add on to that. And this is a guy who didn't even start as a starter for them at the beginning of the season. Damn. I think his, his his game and his role on the team really elevated once the other, you know, interception master on the team, uh, Trayvon Diggs, went down with a season-ending injury. So Deron Bland kind of got to uh, take on a bigger role, um, really showcase, you know, what he's capable of. And, and I mean, look at him. He just, he just set the record for most pick sixes. Like, he's got more. I, I, saw, I saw a post. I didn't save it. But it's like he's got more touchdowns than like Devontae Adams. Uh, I believe Justin Jefferson is also on there. Uh, T. Higgins, like a lot of 
a lot of big name, like number one receivers for some teams. Uh, he's got more touchdowns in them. So I think that's, and on a Cowboys defense, it already looks uh, really scary and stacked. You now add that into the equation. Like that's his name that's, is that's, Duran, that's good for them. but there's nothing bland about his performance. Hey, Hey, you're sick. What an animal you are. But no, yeah, I just wanted to throw that in because we love when history happens. Obviously, the Cowboys just stomp the commanders. I don't think there was any, you know, debate on our end whether or not that was going to be the case. And then the 49ers, the 31-19 victory over the Seahawks. Again, we kind of predicted that. uh, But we didn't predict the Lions. uh, We did not predict the Lions. No, we didn't. That was a that was a tough that was a tough hit for us for sure. Um, But we got we got Sunday coming up tomorrow. We got um, before we do NFL action. um, Before we do, we we didn't uh, we didn't include it in part of the Thanksgiving parlay. But we did have one game yesterday, that being the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. Oh, we put it Um, in the parlay. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Didn't matter because the parlay was over after the first game. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Dolphins uh, took care of the Jets 34-13. And it's now been reported um, the New York Jets head coach. How do you pronounce his last name? Robert Sala? Is that how you pronounce his name? Sala. Well, he's, uh, they've now said he, this is, like, he's done, like, it doesn't sound like he's fired right now, but it sounds like it's you know his last season. He yeah. he's not gonna he's not gonna return. That's um, a shame because I, from what I understood, he was doing good with just not a good team. I thought I thought he had the lock. I thought the locker room liked him. From what I understood, I could be wrong. Probably I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I and I I completely agree, and I think he just got stuck in. A horrible situation because I think we're looking at the Jets as a they're in a playoff spot right now. Morale's high if if they got Aaron Rodgers, and I mean they're only four and seven, like they're still in the mix for the playoffs. I, again, I think if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're probably at least you're at at the bare minimum six and three, and 100%. that's and that's actually. You can't even they can't even be six and three. I'm I'm not smart. Six and five. So then seven and four. So just yeah. reverse the record. Seven and four is like the bare minimum for them with Rogers, potential way higher. So I think it it just it it just sucks to be him. Like it's really unfortunate. There's not much he could have done. Uh with Zach Wilson. You know, we've seen his highs, we've seen his lows, we see the uh inconsistency in him. Over and over again, it's that's tough. That's tough for the Jets when it's a coach that they all kind of back and just doesn't work out. Did not work out, indeed. Yeah, definitely a tough. Um, maybe Cliff Kingsbury to the Jets. Him and Aaron Rodgers could be good buddies. I do not. We deserve Cliff back. We deserve him back in the NFL, though. Urban Meyer. Ooh. Urban Meyer to the Jets, Cliff Kingsbury to the Patriots. Okay, all right, all right. I'm I see. I see what you're cooking Urban. up over there, buddy. I'm Dude, cooking he, he so can. goddamn hard. He kicked a player. He kicked a player. He he's not coming back. 
He's coming back, damn it. And he's going to come back and do what he's going to do on his first day back as a coach. He's going to kick someone again. No, he's going to ask all the players to show him pictures on their phones. Um, oh, the Babcock method, yeah? The Babcock yeah. method. I've always seen it. It fucking destroyed the entire Columbus franchise doing that. So. Yeah, they're ass right now, aren't they? They're, they're, fu- they're fucking bad, man. They're bad. They're so bad. And I hear we'll, we'll Johnny Hockey shit in the bed now that he's no longer with Calgary. Fucking fool. Yeah, yeah. but we'll get into some, some NHL in a bit here. Uh, we do have we some more NFL uh, week 12. Well, I, I say we'll... We'll do a little preview of uh, this Sunday's matchups. We got a plenty of good. We got plenty of close matchups. A lot of who gives a, a fuck games, but that means that the odds are tight, and that allows us to build some banging parlays. Uh, yeah. Starting off the jump, we got the Falcons taking on the Saints in Atlanta, and then we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Houston to take on the Texans. Now, the Jaguars are favorited in this game, but only by a slight minus one and a half uh, point spread. I do think this wouldn't be an unwise decision to take the Texans on this. I think the Texans are making a current run towards uh, playoff contention, and I think their defense, they, I, I forget who's who's on there, but they got a... Um, well, they've got Will Anderson. That That's what I was thinking of, yeah. I think they... Um, I, I think as far as an underdog pick goes, it's not even a major underdog pick. I think the Houston Texans very well could be the smart pick to take uh, in this matchup, just with the inconsistency we've seen from Jacksonville and them kind of showing uh, signs of their old, not good team self, where the Texans, I think, are having a bit of this renaissance here with this new star, CJ Stroud. Um, not only that, on, Stroud, in my opinion, is the... In in my opinion, he should be the favorite to win MVP, and he's not even getting talked about. Like because again, it's rookie. just the usual. When it's just the usual, oh Mahomes, uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, but it's like all three of them really haven't been that great this year. Like Mahomes isn't leading in any of the. The stats, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen have so many turnovers. The Bills aren't even like the Bills are six and five. That's the Bills. Suck. The, the Texans are six and four. So I don't know how you can. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly okay with kind of lean into the Texans because I think they got the MVP on their team. One hundred percent. And then we got the Colts taking on the Buccaneers. Um. I think it's looked like Baker is not indeed him for that team. Um, as much as we are wanting Mike him Evans to be do cook. Oh yeah. Well Mike it's, Evans like, cooks that's with a connection. Everyone. Yeah. Mike Evans Mike Evans was cooking with uh Jameis Winston, bro. Yeah. I'm happy I'm happy beast, Evans though. he was a beast. Well, he is. I'm happy Evans got the Super Bowl with Brady because he very well yeah. was on route to be one of those players that that was an all star that went down without a ring, and he deserved a ring. Yeah. yeah. Um. We got the Patriots taking on the Giants. The Patriots are the favorite in this game. I don't want them to win. As a Patriots fan, I don't want them to win. We need the tank. We just we need the over, to suck. The over under set at thirty four. Yeah, that's not that's not great. I'll be honest. That's not I. I, I think the Patriots probably do still win just on their defense unfortunately, alone. Unfortunately, which which um, 
hurts to think. But again, yeah, it's like if you're a Patriots fan at this point, it's like you just want the losses at at this point now, like because you 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 want to you know be able to get the best possible player you can get, uh, assuming they're probably going to be taking a quarterback. Um, we would have to be. There's no benefit like in winning. They have to. Yeah, like you know, they're still going to go out there and win because it's it's Bill Belichick. He's a man with just so much pride and you know the, the team's still going to go out there and, and go to work and fight and you know the players are still fighting for their jobs and to get those paydays so. for sure i mean yeah i get it like you know i i want the patriots to lose as well because i just want to i want to see them get a quarterback that can actually be a quarterback and be even somewhat consistent um but against the giants i just i don't see them losing yeah that's going to be a tough game for sure for uh, for all the fans watching that one. No no one's a winner if you're tuning into the Giants Patriots. Um then we got yeah. the Panthers taking on the Titans. Um I think the t- I want to go with the Titans on this one just because the Panthers yeah. have shown nothing all year. That being Bryce said, Thomas I know the Titans had a with. tough loss last week and Will Levis isn't really looking like maybe he's the future. I don't know. Yeah, there's still some growing pains with him. Uh, that's sure. still a work in progress for them. Um, I would, I, I'm on. still confident in the Titans over the Panthers because the Panthers are fucking bad. That's They're fair. Bad. Uh, moving on, we got the uh, Steelers taking on the Bengals. Uh, I Steelers are minus two and a half favorite for this game. I know we got burnt last weekend taking the Steelers. However, I do think. This is a winnable game for them just because of that backup quarterback in Cincy. I don't know I don't know how strong their backup is. I don't know what their game plan is going to be going in. And considering the fact that the team was quite bad when Burrow wasn't playing to his top potential, when Burrow's not playing, period, I don't think there's much of a team there to to get a gutsy win or anything. I think we could definitely see a tough season for the Bengals. Yeah, and so they're like uh, we all know uh, Joe Burrow is is done for the season. So their backup um, quarterback, who's now their starter going forward, is Jake Browning. But the Bengals just signed another quarterback, Josh Dobbs. I think could come in and maybe maybe become the starter for them by the end of the season. Um, Who do they sign? It's, it's your good buddy. You love this guy, Brian Hoyer. Like you're fucking obsessed with this guy, Brian think, Hoyer. Think, think XFL. Danuch, not not Danucci. The Brian other one, Johnson. AJ McCarron. McCarron. He is uh, the new backup for the Bengals going forward, and I honestly could maybe see him uh, potentially potentially stepping up and and being their quarterback by the end of the season, at, at least for the remainder of the season. Like, obviously he's not replacing Joe Burrow. Like I think he but. could dude. McCarron's him. McCarron's a fucking baller. But if you told me like that, the Bengals are they're at the bottom of their division and they're probably going to lose like the, the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, the Steelers offense awful. Like Kenny Bad. Pickett, not a starting quarterback in the league. I would take Mac Jones. A million Ooh. times out of a million. No, like he's that Yikes. fucking bad. It's their defense that's carrying them to to 
to where they are. Like they're 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 last year's Minnesota Vikings. They are yeah, six eh? and four, but they have a negative twenty nine point differential. Jesus. The team above them, the Baltimore Ravens, only have two more wins. They're eight and three. They have a plus one twenty seven point differential. Jesus. Like they've almost scored double the amount of points on offense that this that the Steelers have. Like that's painful. The Steelers just don't they just don't have an offense. And their defense is still kind of getting, you know, exposed here and there, but they're they're doing everything they can to even keep this team in contention. So but ultimately I think the quarterback injury is a huge thing for the Bengals. So I I'm I would go with the Steelers in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Probably I don't think only this winning like maybe three nothing. I don't and, and three's a lot for the Steelers to put up. So like that's let's let let's get that out of the way. Like that's that's huge for them. Do we do we put together a greasy unders parlay? Like I'm thinking do we go Steelers <laughs> under 36? Do we go Patriots under 34? Um and then tie that in with uh, the Texans. And I think, I think the Rams the can beat the Cardinals. See, I think Texans game, you probably see the over. Yeah, well, I was just taking Texans straight up. I could see the uh, Cardinals beating the Rams here. So this is a tough one. And this, this kind of goes back to what even we were talking about with you wanting the the Patriots to lose. So Cardinals fans are in such a tough spot because I think every Cardinals fan in the entire world all wants to finish in that, uh, you know, two, like second or third overall spot because then they can get Marvin Harrison Jr. You've now got that franchise receiver to to go with with Kyler. But if the Cardinals just, I mean, and I mean, I know they won uh, their their first game and, and Kyler's first game back, but like. The Cardinals need to see at least some progress and some wins add up with Kyler coming back to make the argument for, okay, he's our guy going forward. We're not going to go out and get a quarterback at the draft. So, the, and, and, and this is a huge game here because the Cardinals don't have like a super easy schedule um, coming down the stretch. So I think this is a huge game for Kyler if he really wants to solidify that like he is, and, and I still believe he will be, but he like this could be a moment where he really cements that he's the guy going forward for the Cardinals. Because if they so take the Cardinals? lose outright, I I think the Cardinals probably win. Um, on the parlay, I I think they looked great against the Falcons. I think they did. They looked solid against the Texans. But again, the Texans just one of those teams that everything's going right for them. New coach, new quarterback. You know, it's just everything's clicking for them. So I don't, and, and Cardinals still put up a valiant effort in that game. Um, so I, I can, I can see them knocking off the Rams actually. I really do. And that, and that's all bias aside. All right, let's put them in the parlay then. Uh, then we got Denver taking on Cleveland. I got to ride with Russ here, baby. I know he's hurt us in the past, but Russ has been cooking. Like as much as we, he takes the, Probably he's probably one of the top three guys on this podcast who gets just ripped by us, dude. He's been balling out this year. 
He's been balling out him. this year. Like, to, to Russ, we are sorry because, yeah, dude, dude's just been like, he's got 19 tutties on the year, only four interceptions. Like, that's actually, that's pretty dang good. He's averaging 206 passing yards per game. Averaging about 23 rushing yards per game. Like, all right. Yeah. And, and I mean, the Browns, like, I don't know what's, what's kind of going on with them, but they're, they're going to be one of those teams stuck in limbo for a while. Like they're not a Super Bowl winning team, but they're not bad enough to get a high draft pick. They're, they're just, they're mid. Yeah. And they, they sold everything for that one chance at the Super Bowl and uh, they got it, but yeah, I think they will be, they'll, they'll be destined to be mid for the next little bit. Um, yeah. close game bookie wise, only a three point spread between the bills and the Eagles. Um, yeah. I'm inclined to take the Eagles on this one. What do you say? I almost just want to stay away from this game. Okay. Just because we've seen each quarterback, just we've seen their highs, we've seen their lows and it's just, we're, we're not seeing any consistency out of either one. Fair. Like, I mean, Jalen Hurts was fucking abysmal in the first half against the Chiefs last week. But, I mean, hey, they, they found a way to win in the second half. But yeah. it, it's just, again, it's just you never quite know with these two quarterbacks right now in this season, like what you're going to get out of them. And I think, honestly, a, a big reason of the Eagles uh, coming back to win that game is, is largely due to their defense. Like, they, they shut out the Chiefs in the second half. Like, when have you... When have you heard of that? The Chiefs have a, you know, a, a seventeen to seven lead going into the second half, and they they get shut out like that. Just doesn't happen, really. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a that's if a anything, bit of a Goldbergs moment. I would I would take the over in that game if I was to really? pick some from that game. I I think so. Like over under for you, you're expecting both teams to, you know, around twenty four points. One obviously a little bit higher, maybe lower. Like. I think that's a doable. That's winnable. But um, I, I'm I'm also fine just not I'll even touching that game because there's, there's a couple others that we've already kind of locked Risk. in on. So I, I'm okay with with just enjoying that one for what it is and not uh, not run. I mean, Parley's like that's one of the later games. Parley's probably already dead by then, but. Yeah, uh, just for extra yeah. booster, I say we tack on the Chiefs and the Raiders, make it a six leg. And then I'm thinking, and this Please could be where me. we risk Please it all. Me. Yeah, come on, say it. Ravens. Yeah, over. you, you want to go Ravens over Chargers? Yes, I do. I'm in, I'm in. I, I wanted that pick, so I'm in. Dude, that's such a gross I'm, I'm parlay. All in. I'm all in. We just built the grossest parlay. Dude, this is actually right. not. So Five we have the under in the Steelers Bengals game. Yeah. Okay. The under in the Pats Giants. We got the Texans, Cardinals, Broncos, Chiefs, and Ravens. That's yeah. such a gross parlay. Dude, we're actually we're fucking fiends. This is crazy. <laughs> Are we going to lock that in or what? I've already locked in. 
Oh fuck yeah, I'll lock in too. As soon as as soon as you you wanted the Ravens as well, I was like, yeah, I'm locking it in then. All right, that's uh that, that that's a quite intricate PGO parlay. We got some over unders in there, um, mostly just oh only two unders, but we're we're kind of going all over the board. That is one hell of a parlay, folks. Once again, that's the under on the Pats or on the Pittsburgh Steelers Cincinnati Bengals game. It's an under on the Patriots Giants. And then money line, we're taking the Texans, Cardinals, Broncos, Chiefs, and Ravens. Broncos yep. Nation, let's ride. Ride us this parlay, baby. PGO fans, play along. Sing along. Sing along to the song of losing money. Okay, Brandon, we got some NHL action coming at us. Um, how's the league been looking? What's new? We are currently in the second intermission of the Kings-Canadians game with the Kings leading to zip. Oh, they're up 2 nothing now. Uh, Later in the night, we got the Sabres taking on the Devils, Leafs taking on the Penguins, Flyers taking on the Islanders, Flames taking on the Avalanche, Canucks taking on your San Jose Sharks, and we got the Coyotes taking on the Golden Knights. Um, Those are all the games on Hockey Night in Canada for tonight. Um, but I know there's been a lot of action around the league. I know the Oilers suck. I know the Sharks suck. I know the Flames suck. Flames are getting better. The whole, yeah, that, flames yeah, are, flames right. are kind of on, on the upswing. Fucking goddamn right we are. We're the best team in the NHL. I hear the Bruins are still ripping and tearing, even despite losing yeah. Lucic. Brandon, talk to me like I'm one of your dirty French girls. What are we dealing with this NHL season? How is the league looking? Who are our favorites? Who do we hate? And what is the news? Take it away, baby. The biggest news in NHL right now, and I think I can speak for every NHL fan because we all want to know what the hell is going on. The Chicago Blackhawks, um, so they they went out, you know, obviously they got the first overall pick last year. They got Bedard. They wanted to take an approach similar, but not exactly what the Edmonton Oilers did when they drafted McDavid they were like okay we've got this young generational player he needs some protection they go out and get Corey Perry he comes in he's mentoring Bedard looked good on the team like for his age he's producing where is he now nobody knows um Corey Perry is no longer um like he, he's still signed with but he's no longer with the Blackhawks organization um, Nick Felino on the Blackhawks was asked about him, and all he could really say is just Corey Perry's not with us. Uh, we wish him well. Um, Corey Perry's agent stated that Perry's stepping away to attend to a personal matter. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. So Corey Perry's agent says Perry's stepping away to attend to a personal matter. So you would think, okay, that's Perry's decision to step away from hockey for now. But it's, they're now saying that it, the team has stated that the decision was made by the Blackhawks organization and not Corey Perry. So he's away from the team attending a personal matter, but it was the team's decision, not his own, which is very vague. Again, and they're not making any more comments. It's just, and this is a Blackhawks organization that is stated in this whole new regime post the the whole beach situation that they were going to be giving us more they're going to be more transparent um 
and not hiding behind stuff, not leaving stuff vague. They were going to be upfront and, and open about stuff. And now it's this. And so we don't know if it's, we don't, we don't know what it is because it's, it's the team's decision for him to step away for Corey Perry's own personal matters. So we don't know what's going on with him. Um, but obviously we wish, you know, nothing but the best for Corey Perry. We hope he is doing well. Uh, but just a, a very, a very interesting situation kind of going on uh, with the Blackhawks in that regard. Um, so, just a weird, so let's weird make situation. Some wild speculation. What do you think happened? I, I like that's a thing, right? You don't know, and and I'm not saying this is this is the case. I'm saying potentially, like, is it we again? Because we we don't know because they won't tell us anything. Is it something not the exact same, but is it like legal issues? You know, maybe something on the line with uh, kind of like Lucic, where he's not with the team because he's doing dealing with some legal issues now. Uh, I can't imagine it's like a a family issue of like a, a loved one passing or something because that would be Corey like that wouldn't be the Blackhawks decision to to remove him from from the team for now like you you gotta think that it's probably kind of something like serious going on like I don't you know if it's something locker room drama well exactly like it, it could be something kind of like Lucic where it's outside the organization outside of hockey altogether or is it something within the locker room? Like, did something happen in the locker room during a practice on on a plane or bus ride? Like, there, there's just there's so many things that it could end up being, and we we're not being given any clarity on what that could be. But if it's enough it, for the team to to make him leave, and the players are just saying like he's not with us and and whatnot, like. You you got to imagine it's probably something a little bit serious. I would assume. I think I think he gave Bedard McDonald's. Ooh, yep. Like slipped him, slipped him like a, a junior chicken or something on the bench. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not even on the. But bench. You know that that's just that's good veteran presence. Yeah, but Bedard, man, he's never had that before. So that could have that could have put him out for the season. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Yeah, but regardless, um, obviously wish, you know, Corey Perry nothing but the best hope, you know, whatever the situation is that he's doing okay. Because again, like, you know, as, as a San Jose fan, you're, you're kind of grown up being like, oh, hate playing the Ducks, hate Corey Perry's dirty, this and this. But you know what? This is a veteran who at his age is still producing. He still goes hard. Um, He's just a, a a good team guy. We saw what he did for all the players in Tampa Bay and Montreal and Dallas. Like he's a well respected guy, so you you got to give him his flowers when it's due. Uh, so hopefully everything's okay with him, with the Blackhawks organization. We might never even know what's going on. They're they're no strangers to hiding behind closed doors and uh, throwing stuff under the rug. So you know, I guess. I guess we'll just we'll see we'll see what uh, what happens there. I say check his McD's app and uh, and if we find out that Bedard won any Monopoly games for McDonald's Monopoly, I think that's our smoking gun, folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, other news around the league, like there's 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 not a whole lot of like you know crazy news going on. Mo- like there's been no crazy trades yet. Uh, 
everyone's still kind of waiting around looking for when the Oilers are going to make potentially a trade because their goaltending is just, I mean, the, the whole team is fucking abysmal. Like the goalies have been bad. The, de- the defense have been brutal. McDavid and Dreisaitl look like average players out there. They don't look like what myself included, along with millions of other people, consider them the two best players in the league. Mm-hmm. Not only the league, the world. The two best hockey players on, on the world playing on the same team. And, and they just, like, it's not like they're, and that's crazy. We're saying like, oh, they're, they're bad. Even though Drysaddle has 26 points in 19 games, McDavid's got 20 points in 17 games. Like they're still above a point per game, but we've seen them. We've seen McDavid almost produce it two points per game pace last year like we we just expect more from them and i mean 19 games into the season they're third last in the league they're you know they're what how like they're they're eight or eight yeah eight points out of a playoff spot right now so i've heard they brought back longtime oilers uh superstar paul coffee to be a defensive coach yeah he's now he's now one of the new assistant coaches under their new uh, coaching staff they brought in now do you think this is a good call because i it, it from what it sounds like the oilers defense isn't really producing i know their goaltending has been abysmal um but paul coffee was known for being one of the more offensive defensemen is it a wise decision bringing in a, an offensive defenseman to coach defensemen that aren't even good defensive defensemen i don't i don't hate the move I think it's one of those ones where it's really kind of a a high risk, high reward. Like we really haven't seen uh, major benefits either in the offensive or defensive end for them uh, in terms of their defense with Paul Coffey. And the thing I always go back to again is just there's some greats that are, you know, are are great players, not coaches. Mm -hmm. We saw that with Wayne Gretzky when he went to the Coyotes and it was like, holy shit the best player of all time is now head coach of the Coyotes. Like they're going to the moon. It didn't work. And you just mm. see that sometimes where, and then Martin St. Louis was this phenomenal undersized player, gritty, hard, never give up attitude in the league with the lightning. And he was a guy that wasn't that, you know, he didn't have all the, the stars and lights on him, like a, a Gretzky or a coffee type thing, but he was still a very good player. And he's now, the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, and he has done exceptional work there. And the, the all players that have been a part of that organization with him there can't say enough good things about him. Mm. So it's it's one of those things where it's just some players have an have have a knack for coaching, and some just they really don't. And yeah. I think it's good for the Oilers at least that Paul Coffey was brought in as like an assistant coach, and it's not like the head coach where it's like now you're the guy. It's all on you and just kind of throwing him into the fire like that. I think this is a good area for him to be in. And you know what? It's it's a mid-season coaching hire. If the season falls apart for the Oilers, nothing goes right for the rest of the season. That whole coaching staff, they can kind of let go. Like It's not like now they were brought in halfway through the season. It's like you can't fire a second coaching staff in, in a single season. Yeah. but. 
in the off season, it's kind of easy to just let them all go and be like, we're getting a new coaching staff. We're going to kind of do a retool and start fresh. So it's a trial run because I think they could keep them after the season. They could just be like, Hey man, it didn't work. You know, smell you later type of thing, or it could be awesome. So I think it's kind of just a, a wait and see um, what happens. And it's a lot of it's on the Oilers players to really like, I mean, he, he's a hockey great. Like, he knows his shit. He mm-hmm. he was one of the best for a reason. So there's not a doubt in my mind that he can teach valuable stuff to those players. It's just whether or not those players can can actually learn from it and kind of take it and, and run with what he's trying to teach them. So it's, it's yeah. really on the players, I would say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we've been talking a lot about the West here. Any big news coming out of the East? So you're going to you're going to fucking love this. You are going to love this. So this was from a couple days ago. This is not including their most recent game um that took place yesterday. The Boston Bruins in their yeah. last 100 regular season games. They have a record of 79 13 and 8. Okay. So to put that into perspective, out of their last 100 regular season games, they could have, say they won them all, like the most points they could have gotten was 200. They got 166 points out of their last 100 regular season games. Jesus. That's over a 75% point percentage. Hmm. That is over 100 game span. That is just absurd. And in today's league where it's so competitive, like you, you, I mean, it, it maybe not with like the sharks because they kind of suck, but you see instances where even, even the worst teams in the league beat the best teams. Like there's so much parody in the league and for the Bruins to throw together a stat like that in this day and age is, is incredible. And that just shows how good of a system they have there. They have a system that, Every single player has bought into their coach can just rally them like no tomorrow. Like I actually, so so I thought this was really cool. And this is something that, you know, I don't think a lot of people think about necessarily or really pay attention to, but I, but I did. Um, so Jim Montgomery is the current Boston Bruins head coach. And they recently, so every year um, NHL teams do like a a father's trip and then a mother's trip where like the team goes on the road and all the dads join and then all the moms join. Um, So the Bruins were in the midst of their father's day, like their father's trip. And their head coach, uh, Jim Montgomery, um, he lost his dad. Uh, I I, I don't really know when, but I know that his, his dad has passed away. And it was during the final game of their father's trip when they're on the road and he's given his pregame speech. And he, you know, told the guys like, guys, this is a a big moment, you know, like this is part of the father's trip. Uh, Think about all the sacrifices your dad's made and, and how cool this is now that they get to, you know, come on the road with you in the NHL. But the one thing that stood out is he told them, he said, you know, you guys all know my dad isn't here. 
And then he made an effort. I don't know who the first player was. It, it The video didn't really show it. Um, but he went over and he made the comp being like, you know, you, we know that there's some guys who, whose dads aren't here with us, uh, alluding to uh, these other players' dads have also passed away. And he went over and gave a fist bump to the first guy. And then he went over to their goalie, Allmark. So that's a coach that, like, that's the exact opposite of a Mike Babcock. Like, that's a coach that knows his players so on. He knew instantly the two players on the team whose dads were no longer with them. And he made an, a, an effort during his speech to, you know, give him fist bumps and be like, you know, you've you've still got a family here with us. And Hell yeah. just because your dads aren't on the trip, they're still with you. And when I saw it, I was like, man, like, that's a coach. You want to take your helmet off and just run through a brick wall head first for him type, type of guy. And, and I think that's a huge, just a huge part of Boston success is, is they have a coach that just loves his players. And it's, it's a coach you want to go out there and, and die for and do whatever you can to make proud. And I think that's just, it just speaks volumes to the success that the Bruins have had with him. Cause like that, that's just a top-notch coach, a first-class guy. So, I, I think that that was just a really cool thing he did to really, uh, you know, show his players like I got, I got your back. You know, and, and we're we're a family here. So that's why they're the best. Yeah, yeah, I- exactly right. Like, I know a lot of people love to. I think it's. I think a lot of people just really love to to hate on Boston teams because they've always been so successful. But when you've got a coach like that, man, you just you can't help but just root for them. Like that's that's a coach I would love the Sharks to have, uh, especially through a rebuild when, you know, morale has never been lower for these players in in their professional careers. Like. You just can't help but root for Boston and and the guy that they got leading the charge for them, really. Well, you know I'm rooting for Boston, period. So, well, yeah, you're rooting I'm for happy. them, period. But now you know that your coach isn't a piece of shit. Basically, they've and they've got a good we'll, they've got a good guy there. That's why we will be good, but never great. Yeah. Although, although I said at the beginning of the season. You look at past Stanley Cup champions, you know, uh, not 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 including Vegas, but you had Colorado. They were, you know, presence trophy winning team bounced in the playoffs. Following year, they go on to win a cup. Tampa Bay, you know, they had that record breaking season. They go out in the first round of Columbus. They got swept of all things to a team that's been awful. Mm-hmm. They go on to win back to back cups. Yeah, like e- even looking at Washington. So I realistically really do see Boston again, continuing that trend of like, they were the presence trophy teams. They go out first round, but the following year they come back even hungrier and more determined and they, and they go on to win it all. Like the the Bruins are still, are still my pick to, and, and again, we're only 20 games into the season. There's still, you know, 60 games left or so for teams in the regular season and all the playoffs. But I, I would, like Boston is is my favorite. I think all things considered, I think that's the team that uh, is is my pick to win the cup. Let's look at the odds, folks. Let's look at the odds. I got to really imagine like up. it's they're probably 
the favorite. The favorite, or if not, like they're they're right there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair play. Let's uh let's find out. NHL. Um oh no, they don't oh goddamn. God damn. They don't have NHL futures. Oh really? They should. Uh, um yeah, I got I got futures. Uh twin hour. Yeah, so the Boston's are are the, the favorites still. They're they're tied with uh the Avalanche at plus eight hundred right now, so those are good so, odds. So, so that them and the Avs are are the favorites, which makes makes sense. Yeah, like that, that's not that's not a wild. Now, uh, this will be uh out after these uh hit or fail. But do we want to throw together a little NHL parlay just for Saturday and uh, hockey night in Canada? Yeah, let's do it. Um, one one more thing, I just want to throw in because yeah, oh yeah, I I like I like bringing light to this because I think you and I can, uh, we we really like to push um above all else for you know players' well beings and uh you know their livelihood post their playing career and whatnot. Um, so Colorado's uh defenseman, who's a really good defenseman, I might add. Samuel Gerard has entered the NHL's player assistance program um, due to, you know, severe anxiety and depression, which has led to alcohol abuse. So Gerard has made the choice to step away from hockey for, for right now and just focus on getting, getting better, getting healthier, happier. Um, so can't, can't commend him enough for, for making that stance as as that's huge. Like that that's huge for a player to really step away from the game and just take the time to focus on getting better. So uh we wish him obviously nothing but the best um through that process and hopefully he yeah. can come out in a better position and get back to playing the game that he loves. One hundred percent. Uh hopefully we wish him, like you said, nothing but the best and quitting drinking can be an amazing uh decision. And it can be an amazing life improver, as a lot of people have seen throughout their lives. So, yeah, hopefully he's able to get the help he needs, and hopefully the NHL is able to give him that help. Also, just to knock him off the pedestal a bit, the only reason I I, I refer to that stat from as of Thursday, because we are recording this on the Saturday, is because the Bruins did lose yesterday to the Red Wings, and then they did lose this morning to the Rangers. So, both in regulation. So before that they were they were 14-1 and 3 and they are now 14-3 and 3. Dude, that team fucking still, sucks, man. Still a very very good record though. Still a very good record, very respectable Probably and you know what? Worst in the league. And you know what? They're still tied for first in the league. Why? Because they got off to such a fucking heater that they can afford to lose two or three in a row because we know they're going to go on to win the next 14 out of 15. So God, with that, suck. let's place a parlay that no one can really ride with because this will be out probably during some of these games or or after some of these. But let's uh, let's throw one together just for fun, so we can look back and be like, "Hey, we're sick." Yeah, we will try and get it out to you today, just so that you can still ride with the NFL parlay tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, it, it will, so, this will be out at, at some point today. Don't know the time, right. but at some point. I will I will say out all the games. We'll go rapid fire, and then I want you to break them down and kind of say which ones should we stay away from, which ones should we go cock first into. So we got the Sabres and the Devils. We got the Leafs taking on the Penguins. We got the Flyers taking on the Islanders. The Flames taking on the Avalanche. The Canucks taking on yours. And the Coyotes taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. Good lineup of games, actually. Um, <clears throat> huh. I'm. I would say two that I'm pretty pretty comfortable in is the Islanders over the Flyers and the Golden Knights over the Coyotes. Um, I am by no means a Vegas fan, but you do have to give credit to where credit is due. They have still been balling out. That that is a team that can roll out four lines, and every single line will just shove it down your throat. Uh, so th- those are kind of the two that I'm I'm pretty pretty confident in um, to go with. Hell yeah! Uh, is is there any games you're looking at and you're like you're like I like the look of that? Um, I think I think the Avalanche have a good chance of beating the Flames. I know you said the Flames have been having a little bit of a turnaround, but given how good the Avalanche have been, yeah. That's that's the thing, guys. I'm like, I'm like, the Flames are finally getting up there, but then it's like they did just play last night um, uh, in Dallas, and you know now they're so then immediately after the game had to get on a plane, uh, get out to to Colorado, you know, I I and yeah, I, I I think Colorado does take it. I think as good as the Flames have been as of late, I think again it's. You're you're going into Colorado up against the Avs, who are an amazing team. It's just it's a it's an uphill battle for the Flames, for sure. Um, and then I also, and maybe you can steer me wrong. I think the Canucks should be able to walk over the Sharks on this one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those ones where it's just like I don't want to pick against my team, but realistically, there is no reason that the Canucks shouldn't win this game. Like. They they should easily uh, uh, take this one. So I'm 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 okay with throwing the Canucks on it. Hell yeah! The, the two All I right. want to stay away from is the two that we didn't cover. The the Devils Sabers. I think Devils going into the season were my were my Stanley Cup uh, prediction. They completely have have fallen apart lately. Buffalo's the most inconsistent team in the league, and then Toronto Pittsburgh. You never know what to expect with those teams. They're both good teams. Um, just want to confirm. Okay, it's in Pittsburgh. So it's not the return of Kyle Dubas to Toronto just yet. Um, but again, that's 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 just a game that I think could go either way. I think it's probably gonna be a high scoring game. Uh, but with with the other four, I'm I'm pretty confident on on those ones. All right, I think that locks in our parlay. And you know what? Those games are a little later in the night, so maybe if you Hurry up! You can ride those with us. Yeah, or maybe maybe we'll just throw something out on the the Instagram and just be like, "Hey, here's the here's the one we're rolling with," just in case, so we can at least be like, "We got it out there." For for anyone, one hundred percent, and folks with us you, on on Instagram, 
Yeah, and and if you're not currently riding with us on Instagram or any of those social medias, we do highly encourage it. Uh, that's where we're always posting some little updates that maybe don't make it into the episode, little things here and there that we'd like to share with you. We repost a lot of funny things that in little sports news clips we see throughout the day, throughout the week. So we would highly encourage you to jump over to any of our social medias being at PGO Show on Instagram and TikTok, at PG Overtime on Twitter or X and at postgame overtime postgame one word on youtube now if you click the link in any of those bios that's going to get you to all of our other social medias as well as give you a link to go to our partner for today's episode dubby energy dubby they are the jitter-free crash-free energy formula that you know and love we've been using it for a while and we could not be happier with the dubby experience so if you want to try it out for yourself click the link in our bio hop over hop over to their website and use three simple letters at checkout, and that those letters are P G and O. P G O code P G O gets you ten percent off at checkout. Once again, for ten percent off at checkout, click our link and use code P G O. Get some W for yourself. Take a picture, tag us as well as W, and we want to hear your experience. Back to the podcast. I love that the W experience. The W experience. That. So. This is our uh, parlay we're going with for this week or for this night in NHL action. We got the New York Islanders, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Vancouver Canucks. All favorites, a lot of heavy favorites. Um, Rightfully nothing... so. Pardon? Rightfully so. They're, they're, the, <laughs> they're the heavy favorites. Yeah, they are the heavy favorites, but I think that's a safe bet. It's a good bet. I'm throwing a little bit of cheddar on it. We encourage you to as well to do that at home folks and we want you to ride into the sunset with us pgo style once again that that is the canucks avalanche knights and islanders yeah all right do you want to get into a little bit of clown action oh let's do it let's do it who do you want to start you want to start do you want me to why don't you you start you start all right i have a massive one a massive clown. Zuh. Because it's a whole team. It's a whole organization. The Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh. Wow, 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 are they massive clowns. So yesterday, they took on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And mm. as, as any hockey fans know, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes Twitter loves to, to stir the pot, uh, piss people off. Um, all that fun stuff. So yesterday they were playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, and after the first period, Carolina was up one to nothing. One zero. Good start for them. They put out a tweet that said after the first period, it said, We have as many goals as Tampa Bay has shots on goal. So Carolina up one nothing, the Tampa Bay Lightning, only one shot on goal against the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, no. The remainder of the game, so between the second and third period, the Tampa Bay Lightning only got 13 shots on goal. One three. They had second shots on go- or six shots on goal in the second period and seven shots on goal in the third period. Pretty good for Carolina, right? Pretty good, right? 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 What's no. the kicker? No. So Tampa Bay, 
Six shots on goal against Caroline in the second period. They put up three goals. They scored on 50% of their shots. Carolina got one goal. It is a 3-2 Tampa lead now going into the third period. In the third period, Tampa Bay, only seven shots on goal. They put up five goals in the third period. Five. So after after Carolina's tweet after the first period, Tampa Bay went on to put up only 13 shots on goal. They scored on eight of them. No empty net goals, by the way. Meaning they set the NHL record for shooting percentage in a game of 57.1. They scored on eight of their 14 shots on goal. They had more more goals than Carolina's goalies had saves. That is absurd. And the fact that Carolina really went in there after the first period and put that tweet out there to try and stir the pot and dig in, it blew up in their face. That's karma. And they are they are a massive clown for that because they got exposed, lit up, ruined, whatever, whatever way you want to write it. They they got burned. So they are uh, one of the biggest clowns I think we've actually ever ever talked about on here because that is bad. That is bad. And they're they're clowns in true clown fashion. A lot of the times, the clown report yeah. ends up being someone doing something actually awful um this is just funny and this is just clown behavior so we're all for it carolina you are a clown and what's funny actually when you say that is so for obviously you know we we we, i think i think i think it's safe to say um we still we've got some listeners uh that have followed us over to the podcast um you know for those who don't know this all started from us you um we used to do a radio show together. We were on the airwaves doing a radio show live once a week. Uh, COVID hit, all of that. Other things, we've now turned into a podcast. And, th- and this right here is kind of, I mean, in terms of what we could say or whatnot on the radio, that is the definition of what the Clown Report used to be. Really, honestly. Stuff yeah. like this. And now that we have, we were on, on this platform, we can, you know, we're on our own accord here. We can now dive into some of some of those other clowns like the next one we're probably going to discuss, assuming it's going to be him. But the Carolina Hurricanes, that's what the clown report used to be, is is those kind of things that wouldn't get us canceled on the radio or or we're riding that line. So we've kind of come full circle and we've we've gotten back to that digging on the, you know, it, just within the sports itself, not necessarily uh, life outside of sports. Are we are we passing it to me for the next clown? Oh, we are. We are. So NBA player Josh Giddy from the Oklahoma City Thunder has been caught reportedly dating a 15-year-old girl. Now, yeah. folks, there is nothing. Uh, I think he's in his 20s. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Because I, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything he's, about this until young. you texted me he's the young. other day. He's young. I'll, I'll give is, he like a, is he like an up-and-coming star? Is he just kind of like a, a middle, middle-tier guy? Like, what, what's his kind of status? Um, I wouldn't call him a star. That being said, he's part of the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
and they are going through a huge rebuild at the moment. Okay. And I believe he's a key player in that rebuild. Ooh, okay. All right. So I don't know if you'd call him a star as much as he's just, he is, he is a active he's member a decent, of a rebuilding team. He's a decent player on a shitty team. So he looks No, better. well, I think they're, I think they're having an electric rebuild. Oh, no, they are because, dude, they have so many draft picks stocked up. Yeah. Like, they have so many in the bank ready to go for to, to build their future with. Well, and they're already doing good with Chet Holgram. Okay, they're actually 11 and 4. That, so that's what I mean. Like, they're, they're, like they're, they're not in the league. Yeah, no. So when I say rebuild, I mean, they're all new guys. But they're still like a decent team. Like it's yeah, it's just a new new regime kind of for them. Yeah, a new yeah, era. new yeah. I maybe maybe okay. a rebuild wasn't the right right term for that. Okay, but I, I get what you're saying. Okay. So, anyways, so, back to the, the matter at hand. So, Josh Giddy, now there is nothing funny about uh, borderline pedophilia. Oh, well, not borderline uh, pedophilia. Alleged pedophilia is what I meant to say. There's nothing funny about that, but. We are going to make some jokes at his expense. Why? Because Twitter is undefeated. Now, the yeah, jokes is... aren't necessarily just the fact that he's dating a 15-year-old. That's gross. That's disgusting. That's awful. That's horrible, allegedly. Uh, um, for those who are wondering, I just looked it up. He just turned um, 21 last month. Still not great. So, yeah. Still not great. Um. No, I was, I was just letting people know that, that that that's his age, just in case people didn't yeah. know. So what, what I'm finding hilarious is just all of the, A, there's a lot of Carl Malone comparisons being made because he did something similar way back in the old days of the NBA. Um, there's also a lot of, dude, the memes are just going crazy. My favorite by yeah. far is within a day of that news being broke, someone made a highlight reel edited to an R. Kelly song. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Josh Giddy has an R. Kelly highlight reel on the internet at the moment. Damn. Um, there's talks about how him and Wander Franco from the Tampa Bay Rays, different sport, but same allegations, are probably going to be best friends now. Um, the, the, the Twitter game is just undefeated. Now, something I want to point to Josh Giddy looks like someone that would date a 15 year old. He looks like the senior dating the freshman in high school. You remember every high school you've ever, everyone who's been to high school, they know there was always one, there was that one senior that would date the freshman. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Josh Giddy looks exactly like that. Remember in the heydays of TikTok, there was always stories about like, you know, some some TikTok male TikTok thirst trap boy dating like Charlie D'Amelio when she was like 15 and he was 18, but they weren't official, but they just hung out a lot and everyone's like, what the fuck's going on here? He looks like that person. Josh Giddy looks like the kind of person that would be doing it. When I when I heard NBA player dating a 15-year-old, I went, oh, no, that's horrible. And then I saw a picture of Josh Giddy, and I went, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. 
at all. Yeah. So uh, for that, that's my clown report. Uh, Josh Giddy, you're a clown. Uh, another one I want to throw on there, and I hope I'm not stealing this one from you. Uh, probably a PGO tweet Hall of Fame. Oh, th- oh, this one has to go in in the Hall of Fame. It uh, has to. Do you want to read it out word for word, or I, I can pull it up quick here? I want to. I, I don't want to paraphrase this. This master. Yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you. Uh... I'll let you take the reins on it. I did put it on the Instagram a couple days ago, so some people may have already saw it. But yeah, if you want to read it out for those who... From uh, at AB84 on Twitter. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. That is our boy, Antonio Brown, uh, Super Bowl champion Antonio Brown. Just good, make, make his title a little longer. For sure. He tweeted out on November oh, 24th, good. 2023 IDK who I fucked last night I got Alzheimer's (laughs) now Alzheimer's is a weird way of typing out CTE yeah right right literally um those are my two kind of big clowns for the uh for the week I was gonna say for the night but this is a day um, those are my two clowns for the night, for the week. Um, do you have anything, uh, you got the Carolina Hurricanes. Do you have any other clowns for the week? Um, I didn't, but I, I have one now. Um, I'm just pulling it up here just because I want to listen to see, unless I'm getting baited. I just want to double check here. Just give me one sec. Ooh, okay. All right. So yeah, so th- this this can make the cut. This is going back to Josh Giddy. Um, so the Thunder are currently playing the Philadelphia 76ers. This is taking place in Oklahoma City. So the Thunder are the home team. Um, introducing like their starting lineup or or whatever it is. Uh, they introduced Josh Giddy. He got a loud ovation from the crowd. Not boos, cheers. So you can I'm kind of throwing on the the Oklahoma City Thunder fan base on not as a whole, but those at the game, because if this is a guy again, allegedly, we don't know what's true, what isn't. But regardless, if that's the case, it's under investigation. You should not be giving him a loud ovation like yeah, that. that's not a great look. Like I get if you're a fan of the team, if you were a fan of him, like you don't have to boo him and and have it rain boos because again, it's all allegedly. But he should not be getting an ovation like that because this still could very well be true, and he could have done this and be guilty, and he should not be getting the the praise of the fans and the cheers and whatnot. Um. In, in in a situation like that, so I gotta throw the Thunder fan base that are that are at the game uh, on the clown report there because you you should not be cheering for him. You should not be cheering for him. Yeah, I uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I it's am a not tough a look. I I I literally didn't have any other clown, so I was like, I'll just pull up Twitter quickly and see if something happened today, and that was the first thing to pop up, and I was like. Ooh, but I I I watched the the little clip of the video first just to uh 
to be sure that I, I wasn't getting baited because I've I've fallen for those tricks before many times. Uh, but this time I did not. Um, I was not tricked. They they did cheer for him. So that is that is a bad look. He does not deserve cheers. So that that is my that is my final clown um, for the episode. Yeah, but I got none, none bigger than than the than the Carolina Hurricanes because that that one's just that one's just bad. That's bad for them. Oh, that's clown to the max, bro. Yeah, that organization is, that is. as a whole, like it's not even one guy. It's 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 from the players to the coaches to their social media guy. It's yeah, all of brutal. them. Uh, sorry, did you say you have have one more here for us? Uh, no, no, so, no. Okay. I had one. I got baited, but I think that's the end of the episode, folks. Oh, oh, you know what? I just thought of it because I thought about this the other day. And I was like, we touched on it during our UFC recap, but we didn't actually talk about it. Do we want to talk about the whole, just very quickly before we hop off. Do we want to talk about the Strickland um, Shevchenko exchange on Twitter? You know, this has been a no UFC. Uh, I thought I thought we covered it. This has been a no UFC. We, we just we just let's mentioned it, but we didn't episode. dive in. Okay, because eh, you know what? Honestly, honestly, let's be real. There's probably even going to be more to the story to discuss come next episode. So I'm totally okay with that. And we're over the hour as it be, because the yarn just keeps spinning with that storyline. So we'll let it spin a little longer. I want to still spread the way Lee Zhang and Kobe Covington are doing it rumors. Anyways, folks, thank oh, we'll you so that. much for listening. Uh, we love you. Give us a drop us a line on social media. We want to hear from you and we hope to hear you soon. Thank you for listening as always and have a great weekend. Mwah.